Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Penn State football coming into a big weekend for recruiting. And when that happens, of course, we have Ryan Snyder on the show because he's our recruiting insider that's going to give you the, the good stuff. When it comes to Penn State recruiting and junior days, which are coming up tomorrow, I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr, here on the BWI Daily Edition. Now, Ryan and I are going to get into some of this stuff. And Ryan, good afternoon. Hope you're having a good day so far. Good afternoon, T. Frank. Good to be back on, man. Uh, oh, I was on last week, so I was going to say it's been a while, but I was on last week, so never mind. <laughs> yeah, there's always something around the corner with recruiting or just bring you on and talk about football, seeing as you know more about to the team and everything else other than just recruiting. I know recruiting. <laughs> I, I appreciate the pal of bat. I know recruiting. We'll leave it at that. Um, but if you want to get some of the, the really good stuff and you want to get all the information from Ryan, bluewhiteillustrated.com. I was, I got a little passionate yesterday about signing up. So I'll, I'll save most of that for another day. But sign up for just a dollar. You get into the on three plus articles. You get into the message board. You'll hear information before anybody else that's a Penn State fan. And you can go impress your friends later with that information. Sign up for just a dollar. Link is the first one in the description of the video. So scroll down. It says join in big bold letters. And then you click on that a dollar for 12 months. And I was uh, not to flash around my cash here, but I've got almost 20 signups. And I, I mean, timer. Look at that. I know there's a 10 in here. I've never I've only ever done dollars on, on camera. So we're, we're reaching a new level. You could have 10 people sign up for what I just showed you. 
that's just the, anyway. So make sure that you sign up. Me now. No I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, but we're talking about junior days and uh, what does that mean for a lot of people who may are maybe are watching uh, and learning about recruiting for the first time? This is their introduction into it. The recruiting calendar is its own animal. So what are junior days? Why are they now? And how does this work? Okay, so we well, first off, we didn't have junior days in January last year, uh, so that's that's a plus. Uh, Penn State did have what I called a junior day in the beginning of uh, June, and uh, it was a small one, you know, only about maybe a dozen or so uh, top prospects. And basically, I like to look at junior days as kind of an opportunity to to lay the groundwork. And now, <laughs> when we go through this list, a lot of these guys have already been here before, but. Uh, really, it's an opportunity to get a bunch of guys on campus. And I, generic's the wrong word, but it's it's the opportunity to really show the generics of Penn State football, the 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 baseline things that that players are going to need to know from you know checking out uh, throughout the last building to getting to know uh, their position coaches uh, in, in a positional setting, because of course there will be multiple guys at each position on campus. Uh, that that's the perk of these junior days. Uh, so. You know, there, there, there are other visits uh, that will take place down the road that I would think are more important uh, just because, you know, there are there are guys here who, um, you know, A, have been on campus before, but but B, they, they won't get quite that personal experience that sometimes kind of pushes them over the edge to commit. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with that said, we have seen commitments in the past and I'll never rule it out. But, uh, you know, this is this is an opportunity to get 30, maybe up to 40 guys on campus. Uh, uh, a handful of them have been here before a handful of them haven't and it's mm-hmm. not just juniors in high school or, you know soon to be juniors uh, uh it, it you know it'll be all 2023 2024 we even have a 2025 uh prospect confirmed it's i don't know it was called junior days like a decade ago before right. everybody started recruiting uh eighth graders basically uh, well but, it makes you know, sense really- of like okay we we're, we're getting done with the, the class ahead of you now welcome yeah. to the university here's what it is hope mm-hmm. you want to come here that that makes perfect sense that's how it started yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how the name started but uh really i mean it will be at least for for this saturday it will be uh primarily 2023 20, guys who are juniors but uh it'll be a handful of 2024 20, and 2025 20, as well and like i said it's really just opportunity to show them the weight room uh, show them what Penn State can offer, um, you know, even around campus a little bit. It's a little cold. So they don't do quite the tours that you would see in, in the summertime. But, right. uh, you know, tight ends will meet with Ty Howe and all the positions will meet with their coaches. Uh, James Franklin will will do a presentation in the in the team room. Uh, so there's there's a lot of uh, perks to it, uh, mm-hmm. but it's not quite that that real one-on-one kind of experience that you sometimes see during spring practice. And, but it's a little bit more than what you get during an official visit during the season, right? Where you come out of, they're well, coming up and watching the game and then they have basically a day. How, how is it well, different than visit, one of those? Let me, yeah, let me clear. Official visit or, or, our official visits are like the kingpin of visits. Okay, so so it. it's it's not on that level because official visits, you can only do five and they're two day experiences and you can only do it. Um, well, now it's juniors from April on. So so a lot of these guys who are here will probably take official visits in April, May or June. And those are paid for by the campus. You know, you stay here for two days. You get to hang out with, uh, you know, some of the players on the team. And, and those are the top visit. I mean, it gotcha. doesn't get better than that. Um, below that, I would say, you know, looking like the Lash Bash, for example, that's kind of like that next year where it is a group of guys, but it's a select group, uh, the very best of the players. And it's really a lot of um, 
it's not a family with the Lash Bash. It's about yeah. getting to know other families, getting to know the players uh, and their families, coaches' families, all that kind of stuff. That's the big thing with the Lash Bash. And then, yeah, I'd probably put junior days in that next tier. And then underneath that, probably game day visits. Yeah, because right. you're coming up, you're watching the game. Yeah, you might hang out with Franklin and, and staff for a couple minutes before, a couple minutes after. Uh, but you're not getting that, uh, you know, that those long extended talks, maybe a five, ten minute talk max. You know what I love about doing this show with you? I've been doing uh, recruiting for Blue White Illustrated for a couple years now, and I learn something every single time we talk. I learn a new facet of this uh, every single time we do a show, and I know that means that our listeners are as well. So that's super awesome. I'm to, still learning. To get all of I'm that. I'm still learning. Kind of really? like you laid it out perfectly where it all makes sense now. I'm like, okay, I got it. That makes a ton of I left- sense. I left those personal visits out of it too. I would really do official visits at the very top, those personal one-on-one visits that you see yeah. in the spring and the summer. And like, for example, I was talking to Phil, Phil uh, Pachati's family today and like they're, they're thinking about coming up to have one of those personal kind of visits in the spring. That would be kind of that second tier Lash Bash is another group event. Junior Day is another group event. And then, you know, the, the game visit, I put it at the bottom, but it is incredibly important, especially when you're coming to to a whiteout. You're just not – you're not touring campus. You're not really getting to see the Lash building. You're not getting to meet the staff. And that's kind of why it's towards the bottom of uh, importance. But, again, I mean, they're all important. You need to kind of do yeah. each of those rungs to really get the whole picture, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and how does this list for this particular weekend stack up versus previous lists as Penn State – on the right track with the class of 23, which already is off to a hot start with some guys that have committed uh, that we've talked about here on the channel previously. Well, we didn't have them last year. Uh, and I'll be lying if I said I had my, my complete list from two years ago. It's better I'll than 2020 for sure. So that's yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, I'd say this. It's it's about, I mean, from what I recall in previous years, it's pretty similar. Okay. Uh, you know, you're going to have, like right now I have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, four-star players. And scholarship wise, if you don't include the committed guides, it's around 10, 11, 12, somewhere in that ballpark. So you, it's it's pretty similar, you know, a group of 30 or so uh, players and, and you know, out of, let's say, 10 to 12 have an offer now, probably maybe more like 15, 16 of them have an offer or they, you know, they'll earn an offer at camp or something down the road. So and then you have some of the, the, the younger guys or friends of friends who, you know, can maybe be a walk on down the road. But I, and I don't know if they're they're quite Penn State level, but. Uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty similar to what we've seen in the past. You got those very top guys, and then it, you know guys that got a camp, etc. So, as I said, bluewhiteillustrated.com. Sign up for just uh, one tenth of this bad boy, and you will get all the information, and you can get every name. But what are some of the names you can share with us here on the YouTube channel as far as guys that are going to be here this weekend uh, mm-hmm. that are names that people should know? Yeah, I'll share some of the top guys. No problem with that. So Samson Okunlola is one that I have very much circled. I, if I had to pick one guy who is most important this weekend, it would be him. Uh, 6'5", 293-pound tackle. Uh, brother Samuel Okunlola, by the way, who actually committed to Pitt. Um, now, Sam and Samuel, they they Samuel, who's the older brother, and Samson, they, they never really got out for too many visits. And that's why this one stands out to me because uh, – 
Pense was actually interested in his older brother. And, you know, for one reason or another, he never made it here. Uh, and now they're, they're extremely interested in Samson as well. Uh, top tackle prospect. We have him at number 54 in the on three consensus. Uh, they're, they're away at Thayer Academy. So they're, they're not with their family. Uh, you know, they're at like a, a boarding school, I guess you would call it. So it's, it's been difficult for them to travel. Uh, so as long as he does make it here, this would be an incredibly pivotal uh, visit for him because I don't know how many more he's going to get. Uh, not that he's going to come in anytime soon, but just it's hard for me to see him visiting Penn State two, three, four times. Uh, so uh, he, he's a really important player. He's got offers from just about everywhere. Uh, and, you know, uh, Thomas, I think you've, <laughs> Thomas, I don't know if I ever called you Thomas before. T Frank, I don't, I think, <laughs> I don't know anybody else on the beat who has hammered home the importance of tackles uh, as much as you. So uh, I think, yeah. I think anyone who's been watching this understands how important that position is uh, in the portal in 2022, if they can add somebody. And then, of course, 2023 and beyond. Uh, so he's a he's a top guy. Go through a couple others quick. Uh, Derek LeBlanc and John Walker. Uh, they're both out of Osceola, which is down in Florida. So whenever you got guys, um, you know, flying up here from Florida, that's huge. Both are four star players. Both are very important. It was funny. So Penn State originally offered Derek LeBlanc, and I had a conversation with some sources about him. Out, I want to say like maybe two months ago, and they offered John Walker around the same time. And I asked him like, hey, you know. Walker kind of came out of nowhere. What's going on? And they gave me a funny story about how they were really just watching LeBlanc's film. And they just started questioning like, yo, who's this stud of a player next to him? And it just yeah. kind of snowballed from there. And, you know, now he's up. Now he's, you know, nearly as uh, as coveted as LeBlanc. Uh, LeBlanc is 63 in the country, according to the consensus. And, and Walker's all the way up to number 107 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just was interesting how this guy wasn't really on Penn State's radar. And just from watching his teammate, uh, he's now become one of their top their top prospects. So uh, they're from Walker's they're from Osceola, Florida, Osceola. not Phillipsburg, no, Osceola. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm sorry. I should clarify that. No, you Those didn't. I was just making a joke. Um, <laughs> you yeah. were spot on. Um, Kissimmee, I'm being an Kissimmee, idiot. Florida. Yeah, Kissimmee, Florida is the town. I believe that isn't Kissimmee like right outside Orlando. Like, isn't that where like Disney World is? I believe that's. Oh, dude, I, I have no idea. I don't know Florida uh, at all. I've been to uh, I've been yeah, to I, Disney once when I was in in high school. Uh, that was it. So uh, no, okay. I, I don't have kids. I don't know what Disney World's all about. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, both like I said, top guys with with all types of you know top offers all the florida mm-hmm. schools are after them notre dame's after those guys and uh you know getting them on campus is is big so let, let's see where it goes you know the florida guys are incredibly unpredictable i don't know when the last time we had a florida uh commitment to penn state and his recruitment was like predictable it just kind of yeah who knows what's going to happen with those guys so i'm uh, looking forward to to try and catch it up with them after uh roll through it real quick timia robinson coming back of course everybody knows he's one of penn state's top linebacker prospects uh of course, he had a, a big injury this year, and I believe this is his first visit to any school since getting injured. And his mm-hmm. last visit to any school since getting injured uh, was also Penn State, which was for the Indiana game. So uh, I think I do think that's really notable uh, because there have been so many schools trying to get him on campus yeah. since his injury. And for him to come back to Penn State for now, I think it's like maybe his fifth or so visit. I apologize. I don't have it in front of me, but I think it's around five. Maybe it's been over a half dozen, actually, if you go back to when he was a freshman. Uh, that that's 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 one of those things I, I won't forget, you know, because he had a choice where he could go to a bunch of schools right off the bat here uh, to come back to Penn State, a school we've seen many times definitely stands out. So mm-hmm. there are a lot of other guys, man. Dylan Gooden, Doc, uh, Doc Gooden's uh, son. He's had a good counsel, uh, really nice edge rusher. Um, he, he's a guy who Penn State had on campus for camp. Getting him back 
would be big. Mir Herring's a nice interior lineman. Penn State's in a pretty good spot with interior linemen. So to me, it kind of feels like he's going to end up at Michigan. Uh, but, you know, just getting him back again. He was on campus for, oh, well, actually the Michigan game uh, in November. And then just one other guy, Evan Link. This is another uh, prospect yep. who I've talked about a lot. He's in, he, he's right up there with Oak and Lola uh, and a group of about four or five tackles that I feel like they have to have. And uh, to me, Link right now feels like the most realistic. Uh, 6'5", 270. So he could be a little bit bigger. I've had some people say that maybe he's a guard. I'd like to – I'll be curious to see what his measurements are yep. uh, following this um, following this junior day. But uh, all signs right now point to tackle. Uh, he's been to Penn State. I believe this will be his – third visit to Penn State and I had a good talk with him this past week he's in no rush he'll, he'll probably be a summer commitment but uh Nittany Lions are in a good spot and uh they, they need quality tackles I mean they yep. need quantity too but quality is probably most important and uh he, he's in that top five or so guys uh, that they need to have yeah absolutely I, I'm so uh up today at bluelightillustrated.com I'm playing around with what is the offensive line going to look like? What are some projections based on best case, worst case scenario, most realistic? And it's thin at tackle. Like it is just mm-hmm. from guys that just play the position that physically have the dimensions to play the position. It's really, it is a, it is a thin room. So having more of those guys, getting more of them on campus, uh, obviously with a guy at six, eight and Malik McNeil coming in, uh, you know, that's a part of it, but he isn't going to be here yeah. until later. So that's uh, getting more of those guys is absolutely critical. How many junior days are there? Going back to some more education for everybody. How many junior days are there and how inc- mm-hmm. are they stacked in importance from first to last? Or is it just about travel schedule and availability? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, it's it's pretty much. Uh, hey, here's our three dates. Will you please come? Like, when yeah. can you come up? You know, <laughs> like so. Uh, yeah, from, from what I've gathered so far, I mean, you know, if you look at this list, there's a lot of top quality guys, and if you look at what we're building for the next couple ones, there there's going to be some quality guys there. So, uh, I, at first, I was thinking maybe the. So let me clarify. I didn't answer your question actually. There's three: January fifteenth, January twenty second, January twenty ninth. Those are course the, the three upcoming saturdays and it, it yeah like i said i mean it looks like just an opportunity for uh whatever weekend you can make it up of course all these other top schools are trying to get guys on campus as well i mean pretty much every top school in the country is going to be hosting junior days these next three saturdays because february then is another dead period so uh those those four four weeks in february are always quiet and then we get into march and uh, things start opening up for spring practice so Schools are going to be trying to cram in as many visits that they absolutely can here uh, these next three Saturdays. And, uh, of course, Penn State's coaches are going to hit the road then, too, throughout the week, uh, as they did in December. So there's a lot of action going on here. And uh, I, I would expect probably about 100 players to visit uh, over the next uh, three weekends. 
That's a <laughs> that's a lot because uh, that was going to yeah. be one of my questions. But but considering the number of offers that go out, does this start to narrow the list down a little bit for you? Of okay, uh, they offer this guy, and he came to Junior Day, so that is a guy that I now need to pay closer attention to. I know that there are names that have been like you mentioned to me, Robinson, that has been part of the story the whole time. But does this kind of give clarification as far as where Penn State stands with some guys that maybe haven't been a part of the conversation yet? Every visit. You know, mm-hmm. to me, it's just every visit. Every visit is kind of uh, just another check in that uh, with the RPM. You know, how we yep. have that machine there. I mean, every visit counts towards it, you know, and, and and it does matter. You know, the old saying is just kind of follow the visits and recruiting and you'll be able to figure out who the top schools are. And, and that nothing has changed. Um, we used to have to say follow the virtual visits for the last year and a half. But fortunately, guys are actually getting on campus now. So. You know, to me, to me, it'll be more like when I'm really trying to figure out, uh, you know, this guy has Penn State in his top three or his top. It really will say top eight or so. Mm-hmm. It'll be then maybe the five official visits that he schedules in the summer. That'll help me really kind of figure out where Penn State stands. But uh, this is this is always just kind of a notch in the belt and uh, getting guys up are always good, man. You always want to You want to get guys on campus as many times as you can. It doesn't matter what the event is. Yeah, and and feel confident and comfortable about that afterwards and and feel good about Mm -hmm. it afterwards is important. So this is as much for the fans and for Penn State uh, faithful as it is for me. Am I going to have some work to do in the next couple of weeks? Uh, you know, you mentioned there are some guys who commit. There have been instances of commitments in the past. Uh, can you give us a couple names? And, and and is there anybody you are kind of reading the tea leaves where you might have an idea that somebody might commit? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, if you look back in the past, right, there, I, the junior days don't lead to a ton of commitments. And so, again, it's because it's a very uh, – it's it's you're trying to – appease as many people as you can you know you got 30 players on campus and all their families so every junior day kind of has not quite 100 people if you include family but like it's it's up there yeah and you know you only have so many staffers so you're just trying to get as much time in with everybody but it doesn't you know when you compare that to march when you're spending eight hours with a player and his family and the whole staff's there for him it's it just leads to different things now with that said, could we see a commitment? Absolutely. I'm never going to be one to uh, be naive. I'm not naive enough to know that commitments can happen basically whenever. When I look back at commitment lists over the years, uh, for example, Charlie Catshear and Jesse Laquetta, uh, they they visited Penn State. I believe it was January 29th. I think it was right around 28 or 2017, maybe. I forget, I forget which year, but they were part of the 2018 class. They they ended up committing a couple days after that. Uh, Curtis Jacobs committed during a junior day, uh, which was, I think, February 2nd, 2020. Uh, so we, we've seen a few over the years, but, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, this is still kind of the start for a lot of them. And I know Penn State already has six commitments. I believe Notre Dame's already up to eight uh, for, for 2023. But for the, for the majority of these guys, especially when I look at this list this weekend, you know, T- Tamir Robinson – is really the only guy, and maybe Evan Link. We could say too, Evan Link. You know, they they've been on campus a couple times. I feel like they they know what Penn State's about. But you know, Dylan Gooden, John Walker, Samson Okunlola, Derek LeBlanc. You know, I didn't mention Musa Kane earlier. He's another really important player. Uh, I think they just they need to take more visits. So to yeah. me, like right now, I'd be surprised uh, if we see one Saturday. But my God, how many? I think I've we've done enough podcasts now that you could probably make a, a remix of how many times I've said that. So, and if you go over the course of 10, 12 years, I've been doing this, 
uh i've looked silly many times so, so right now i don't have anyone circled but it's I, always possible i'll say this when when the last time you said that that i remember a situation like that the the player ultimately committed and then didn't commit to penn state so i think your Andre original Roy. i yeah i think your original yeah. assessment was right there that's <laughs> that's yeah, probably that was, accurate that was a fun one uh, so one last piece of information today that came out yesterday for Penn State football, not for the class of 22, but for the class of 23, uh, Penn State sent no. out a new offer. I'm sorry for the class of 22. Opposite. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah. For the class yep. of 22, which uh, wraps up in February, uh, they Correct. sent out a new offer. Vega Iowane, I think is his name. Um, a so that well, I, it's always phonetic, so you always got to pronounce everything, and it 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 sounds like it looks. I think when it comes to, I think it's a Polynesian name, so I went with Iowana. That's uh, how I would have said it. So tell us what you know about this, knowing that it's it's really early in the process. Yeah, I mean, I'd be I'd be lying if I said I knew a ton. Of course, I mean, he was. We know he was committed to Washington previously. Uh, he's out of Washington. Uh, Graham Washington uh, is his hometown, and I believe he's up to. 14 offers now uh and i know he's a he's you know being pursued by quite a few schools he's a he's a popular name uh of course there's only i'd actually like to see a count on how many like you know the top 500 guys are actually uncommitted at this point it's yeah i'd actually like to know that it's probably down to like 50 or so so there's not much to choose from here uh minnesota ucla arizona usc is a notable school although i think that was usc's old staff but uh you know penn state's one of the only schools, I believe, who have offered him since he decommitted, which I think was uh, at the end. Well, it was when the coaching change happened, which yeah. I think was in the beginning of December. Of course, he didn't sign. So, yeah. Um, so I, I he, that's the only new offer I've seen so far is in regards to Penn State. But I do know a lot of schools are, are looking at him, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here. I wouldn't be surprised if more schools come calling, and uh, we'll, I'll be very curious to see if Penn State can get him on campus. Uh, they're not handing out this offer uh, without the hopes of uh, you know getting him up for an official visit, and that'll be something we, we watch closely in the weeks ahead. So what, what do you think, T. Frank? You've watched this film a little bit. Uh, yeah, what I've seen is what you see here and just, you know, snap assessments without watching full game footage is that uh, I, he might be a great center. Even I know he plays left tackle in these in what you're seeing here, but he is fast. That is a fast football player. And I, I don't even mean by offensive line. The way he moves is great. A little stiff. Short arms, not a tackle. So sorry again to Penn State fans. I've, 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 I've given you this information, the burden of information now. And I know he plays tackle on film, but I see a guard or a center for sure. But a guy that can pull, he's definitely got power in his frame and he can convert all of that at, I think he's listed at 6'4", 280. We'll, you know, once we get the mm -hmm. actual measurements on that, if he commits to Penn State, we'll get you a better, clearer picture of all of those things. But um, he's an interior player that can make a difference. You see there the, the tenacity and the, and the run blocking. Uh, to me, the interesting thing is when this offer is coming, it's mm -hmm. after the transfer portal has opened and it's after they've... A seemingly assessed what's out there yeah mm -hmm. so uh that, what, what's your read on that 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 was where i was going to cut you off which i basically just did but yeah. yeah i mean that's that's the whole thing here i mean it feels like they have put their focus in the portal for i don't know three four weeks now and you know they have hunter norzad out there of course the cornell uh, prospect who's going to take a, a handful of official visits. Penn State will be next weekend, and then Iowa will be the weekend after that. And although he does have officials to other schools, I mean, 
everything I've heard is that this is a Penn State Iowa uh, fight. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll we'll see how that happens. But yeah, I mean the fact that this is coming now uh, just tells me that they're not seeing a lot in the portal and they know they need numbers. And as yep. Andy Frank told us back on the early signing period in his Zoom call with us, I mean they're always going to look for portal offensive linemen first because they feel like they can you know they're just closer to being ready and yep. and you know how many of these high school guys are close to being ready it's r- incredibly rare i mean yeah. you, you've watched them all t frank you yeah. basically the, I mean, none the of these most, guys really are <laughs> the most ready one was landon tangwall who saw the field in week 12 so that yeah. i mean that's what the situation is and what what good is a guy that's going to be three years down the road contributing when you need somebody in uh, september yeah. So it absolutely yeah. makes sense, but they are at the mercy of the portal. Um, and this is kind of a, a last minute kind of off the off the cuff question. But in the spring, we see some movement. Do mm-hmm. you think there can be any hope sliver of hope that the something breaks free after spring ball? Because that's I don't. I, if you told me who's going to enter and yeah, yeah. If we had a magic ball and I could see what's I don't. And this is the problem with the portal. Yep. Like everyone's just like. Oh, well, why aren't they getting anybody? Well, they just, you don't know who's going to enter. And then, you know, and Penn State's always going to be selective in everything they do. You know, when Franklin got here in the beginning of his tenure here, they were a bit more uh, off the cuff with offers. And if you go back and you look at some of those classes, of course, this was before the portal happened. But if you look at, you know, some of the late offers they've handed out over the years, like none of them have really worked out. And, And I know this is different because we're talking about the portal, but I just feel like over the years, Franklin has become more and more selective on not just handing out offers like candy. And yes, when I say that now, of course, if you look at the 2022 offer list, it's, it's gigantic, but that's right. This is confusing. This is a whole other podcast for another day. But yeah, when, when we get down to the down to the end, um, they're they're always going to be selective. They're going to try and find the best guys, and, and if they don't find somebody they don't like, or that at least the group uh, of recruiting staff and coaching staff or kind of meh on, they're not going to go after them. You know, they'll 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 hold the scholarship because uh, just in years past it hasn't worked out. So what I. I would hope for Penn State fans, especially the ones that are, you know, so so anxious and, and want to see uh, talent come in at those positions that that they're able to find somebody. But right now, I'm not very optimistic. No, especially yeah. tackle, man. I mean, it's so hard. If that and defensive tackle, just if you if you are even like, you know, a B kind yep. of player at those two positions, yeah. Dude, you're going to have offers from just about everybody. Well, that's what Derek uh, Tangelo was. Derek Tangelo wasn't an elite of an elite player. He was a good player, and he was a versatile player, and he everyone wanted him, and Penn State was very fortunate, and they did a great job getting him and Arnold Ebikidi. Because he wanted to come to Penn State his whole life, too. Yeah. You know, like that was... That's they, a part of the story, too. Have that, yeah, if he doesn't have that like connection to Penn State growing up, like I don't know, uh, you know, if they would have got him. But just if you look at any of the the defensive tackles and offensive tackles that have entered the portal, who have been, you know, we'll use PFF terms like a, a high seventy, which you yeah. know isn't great. It's it's good, but it's you know nothing yeah. elite. Dude, they're getting offered by just about every top school in the country. So yeah. Uh, last thing I'll say is I, I think based on what we just said, that the logical conclusion would be. Expect Caden Wallace at right tackle next year. That's kind of what I'm penciling in at this point. And he was not a mm-hmm. terrible football player. I think a lot is made of not being great, but he was not an awful football player the way that a lot of this is worked up. And probably some of that's my fault. <laughs> a little bit of that's probably oh. my fault too of, of uh, some, you know, get a little frustrated watching the same mistake over and over again, but not anything that you, there are worse players in, in that play his position out there in, uh, in college football. So well, 
the one thing I'll say about Kata man is he did show improvement at the end. And I yeah. know you you use those PFF numbers and and I and I like to use them a lot. And I mean he played his what was it three of his four best games at the end of the season. So that's that's great to see. And I always I always feel bad. I love Caden Wallace. Like you know, and I know he's, you do too. Like the yeah. person, like he's yeah. one of our favorites on the team. And it's just it's 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 I hate ragging on him because I love that kid. Absolutely, yeah. And you the everything is there for him to do the job well. It just yeah, has it's to, unfortunate. It just has to click. He's like he's a it, guard, though. Yeah, he's a guard. Like I just wish I wish he could play guard because I feel like yep. that's that's his, that's his future. And you know, I, I just like you'd see it, you'd see him reach his potential more. But it, and it's it's not his. You know, he's just doing what's best for the team. You know, and it's just it's an unfortunate situation because I think if he got to be right guard next year, uh, you'd see a hell of a player. Yeah, and you would see a, a dramatic change in the Penn State offensive line. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll leave you on that note. Make sure you check out bluewhiteillustrate.com for work from him. He is Ryan Snyder, our recruiting insider. And if you want to dabble in some of the nonsense I'm writing down, I'm over there as well. This is the BWI Daily Edition. My new my new thing is if you're listening to the outro music, like, just hit the like button. Before you X out Please. of the window, hit the like button. You watch the whole thing. You ate the whole candy bar. It was delicious. Nah. <laughs> if you watch the whole thing, salute. All right. Uh, we will talk to you next week here on the BWI Daily Edition. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.